Hi everyone, it's JJ. This is this unique episode of Dying Alone Together where Jack and I are not in the same room and we're recording separate segments and I feel funny because I'm going to talk and just monologue. It's going to be a very stream of consciousness and it's not going to be informed by my lovely partner Jack. (laughs) So let's see how it goes. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Hopefully I don't bore you guys in the next 15 minutes. All right, so... Jack and I agreed to talk about what pride means to us. And honestly, up until the moment of this recording, from the time that he uh, told me that this was the idea, I have dreaded it. I have prophesized emotional moments for me, because pride is very emotional. And I have dreaded it, because I had to work this pride 2020. I was in my restaurant on Saturday and Sunday. Friday, I was off, but I was pretty pretty busy and um I was pretty busy and I had to or I, I went to the drag march that's one of the very prideful things that I got to do and um that was very fun and um fun and some oh god there's so many current events pride now has been attached to everything going on right now in 2020 in such a fucked crazy way of the state of the world like you know what? I'm just going to go in. We were ready for like a COVID free anxiety, less, um, summer, you know, and then the monkeypox situation happened. And I think there's a knee jerk reaction to, Oh my God, another virus where everyone is super paranoid and panicky about it. But I also think in the gay community, knowing that it's a visual or visible symptom of sores on your face and the rest of your body, I think that enhanced it tenfold because, that's social currency. That's real currency if you're a model or an actor. And yeah, um, what a fucking time. On top of the fact that like Roe versus Wade got overturned. I'm not going to go too heavy onto that because hopefully, I don't know, I'd love for us just to have fun. But before we get there, um, the world is on fire and shit's real fucking crazy. Uh, and pride, if it's Tommy anything... It's, I'm already getting to like the ending monologue of it, but if Pride's taught me anything, it's that, you know, in the hardest of times, you will find support and there is support available. Um, more on that. Originally, so the first Pride Festival that I was near in proximity to, within 200 feet, was the first Pride Parade in Augusta, Georgia in like seven years. And I wasn't out of the closet. I was like 14. So I found a photography workshop going on a block away from Pride in uh, downtown Augusta. And I um, registered for it and told my dad he needed to drop me off downtown on the day of the festival so that I could go to this photography workshop with my best friend. And Sydney and I, we went to the festival. No, excuse me. No, we didn't. We went to the workshop and I just would look around the corner and see that there was a festival of gay people and just become so like oh, I'm almost there physically. And um, then the next year I was out of the closet and did go to the Augustic Pride Parade the next summer. And um, man, it was such a whirlwind for a 15-year-old gay boy in the South to see just 
a mass, a population of people that were okay with uh, the same thing that you were struggling with. Um, and then another pride memory that I just will just highlight before, I don't know, I get to some kind of topic or this is a topic, but some, I don't know. I just don't know where I'm going with this is what I'm saying. I'm riffing. Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, and yes, I did smoke before this. Anyway, another pride memory is the first pride that I went to with a boyfriend. Uh, it was my first like long-term a year and a half relationship. And we went to Atlanta with a bunch of his friends and it was so special. We had just a fun time. It was my first time doing a, a gay outing. Um, with a group of boys, um, a little gay family. And we just, I don't know, we were able to hype each other up the whole time and uh, enjoy the city and have dinner together and go to the parade. And we, I remember we were walking down the street and this group stopped us to ask us if we wanted free mimosas. And so we went in and, had, and uh, participated in this like social uh, practice of, of people taking like a... a piece of paper out of a uh, fishbowl in the middle of the room and asking this question to the room or to your table specifically. And it was like a very deep cutting personal question about queer identity and in life. And it was like a bonding thing that happened to us randomly for some mimosas. And it was, I thought that was so special because I'm sentimental as hell and I love getting introspective and talking about feelings. And, but anyway, I just, after that, I was like Atlanta drag or Atlanta Pride, excuse me, Atlanta Pride cannot be beat, but also I sometimes could argue that Atlanta Drag cannot be beat. La la ri. Um, what else? Okay, so the Atlanta was dope, and New York City has always been dope. My God, the first time I visited New York, I, I was 18, didn't know anything about anything, didn't know anything about Stonewall, wandered, probably got off the West Fourth, uh, West Fourth Street... <laughs> Um, stop and just wandered for the festival, which I just happened to be in town for, and the, the parade, and uh, was in front of Stonewall for my first New York City Pride, and I stayed for like five hours, just like totally aghast, and just alone, too. I was there alone, by myself, not talking to anyone even, just smiling at boys and girls and everyone in between, and just enjoying life for the first time in New York City like that at 18. Anyway, moved here at 20, and they've all been incredible. Uh, I mm, Last year, 2021, awkward, another strange time for Pride and a strange time for everyone on the planet. Um, but uh, knowing the pain and difficulty that everyone had gone through in the last few years, kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel by this time last year, and getting together and celebrating our lives and saying even the hard stuff, you know, um, can't keep us down forever. And it was, it just held so much more weight for me. And um, especially because, you know, I don't know, I experienced my hard times with my friends. I stayed in New York City the entire pandemic and... Um, it was really hard. It was a little suffocating and a torturous situation for a lot of us. And we had to show up for each other in ways that we hadn't before. I really think, you know, my gay family went from my drinking buddies who occasionally have to kind of, you know, um, be a shoulder to cry on in situations. But it went from drinking buddies who are occasionally good at that to guys who I think will always want to uh, 
be able to show up like we did for each other, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, because whenever someone needed attention, you were allowed to ask for it. And it was very, uh, it was like a, a lesson for me at least. And maybe for them, hopefully that they can just, as soon as they're feeling something, just drop a line and, um, you know, you know, guys that are going to show up for you anyway. That's me. No, this is what I prophesized to get emotional about. And I say that because at the Pride Festival, um, at the parade, I looked up and saw my friend that really had a hard time, just kind of joyful and prideful. And after thinking like, man, there are moments where I thought I would never see that again. Or like, it felt like it was possible that it could be taken away from me. I... (laughs) immediately turned to another friend and said, I said something about the situation, which I'm not going to now, but it's just about how proud I am that he's here and just buried my face in his shoulder and was shaking, sobbing, literally heard another one of our friends (laughs) over our shoulder say, is he, is this a bit? (laughs) Because I was crying so hard it looked like a joke. I was like sobbing, like making noises. And, um, God, I was like, you know, part of me was kicking my own butt. Cause I'm like, Jesus, JJ, get a grip. Like, how are you doing this? Cause it's, I don't know. Cause feeling emotions is still embarrassing and I'm still trying to like <laughs> unlearn that. Um, but it was so powerful too. And I kind of did recognize that in the moment. So it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't all lost. Um, But yeah, I don't know, special time. And so this year, working and having to be at, you know, a restaurant where they're playing Pride music for the first, like, 30 minutes, and honest to God, it was, like, the worst Pride Festival playlist ever. I mean, these songs individually are fine, but it literally was just, like, um, let's see, a Whitney Houston song, a RuPaul song, a Katy Perry song, then back into, like, Whitney, into Cher, and back into RuPaul. It was, like, five or six artists, and I think I named all of them. Maybe ABBA was in there, too. But it was just, like, the dance hits, and right at the top of a dinner service, it was just not what I was feeling, especially because it's like, okay, don't make me feel like we're doing Pride at work. You guys are making me work, and I can't be at Pride. I even, like, told a coworker, I said, right now, I should have a white claw out in one hand and a dick in the other and instead I am here at work and I you know it (laughs) the music just triggered me and I was thinking about also the things that made me emotional that I just talked about I was just thinking about past prides and I literally I was like okay I went up to uh, one of our managers and I was like yeah the music um I don't know I don't know if I can hear RuPaul again in the next 20 minutes and be okay with it and like oh yeah you know what yeah it's not it's not you know we, we don't need to do that. <laughs> I think it took me, my gay ass, to be like, no, no, this is not homo. Like, this isn't good for the gays. This isn't high gay. This is very, uh, I don't know what this is, but I can't do it. And um, <laughs> the manager's like, oh, right, right, right. Totally, totally. And then switch back to my regular playlist. It was funny. Uh, God, it tickled me. And then I went back to commiserating because I was so suffering with FOMO, knowing all my friends were together at the same time, and that's just my favorite fucking thing, is just to see a bunch of people that I love happy together. (sighs) But, you know what? 
I'm going to get those opportunities again, and I'm going to make sure that I prioritize them. And well, you know what? Here's the thing. I also requested off work and got it rejected because there's too many gays at my job, I'm pretty sure. And everyone else already requested off and we were short staffed. So I'm like, I feel the weight of my request off if I, <laughs> if I wasn't here. Um, anyway, whatever. That's still like, I don't know, romanticizing a job, which I don't need to do. I, I do love the people I work with, but not, you know, the fact that a job is going to try and prioritize my time when I'd rather be spending time with my gay ass family. Um, and it's also my first pride with a boyfriend in seven years. More on that. God, I didn't get to really spend any of the cute pride moments with Chris. And he's in the room behind me. He did, I told him he could make an entrance and say hello if he wanted to. <laughs> We've made it to this, even though I used to think, I don't know, to keep a public thing like this separate from a private life. Um, now I think it's fine and cool. Uh, yeah, I love that guy. And I was so bummed not to hang out with him this past weekend. But uh, we're making up for it now. And that's the other thing. I was like, you know, this isn't the last chance I have of nice memories. I'll be fine. And I was like, I'm also being the most sensitive 27 year old man who has to work a job and feels shitty about it. Although, you know, it is shitty. I should be able to prioritize my time and, you know, put family first, friends and family. Anyway. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited about pride still. And I think it's so important right now, especially because we're still obviously living in times where not everyone is, up to speed on what is, you know, social equity and what is the proper way to treat people that are not exactly like you. Um, a lot of this country has a lot of education to do still. And, uh, you know, and it includes some people from back where I'm from in Augusta, Georgia. And I have felt this way a long time, definitely at least since 2016. Before that as well, because I had the experiences of being gay in the South and combating, like, the Christianity of it all. And I want... I'm still obsessed with... And maybe it's my little... I don't know if I believe in callings, but, like, a thing that I want to do. But I want to figure out a way to communicate with people that I disagree with more in a direct and succinct way, but a non-patronizing and welcoming way. And that's just always been my goal. I think that's always been my vibe as far as, like, legitimately how I interact with strangers and what I do when I encounter people that I disagree with. And I'm an artist, and I, I you know, I think my strongest tool is my ability to, to tell a story. And um, I'm still searching for, like... It's probably not one project. It's probably all of them. But uh, I'm, I'm just searching for those opportunities, then, to... Um, communicate something across the bridge, across the metaphorical, misaligned bridge. But uh, yeah, that's what pride means to me. <laughs> All of those things and through the thick and thin, just uh, taking a moment to be very okay with yourself because a lot of people know what it's like to be uh, ostracized or mistreated in a way just because of something that you can't help and what a joy that we take time to just say fuck that all right thanks everybody <laughs> all right jack i hope this is good i don't know i'm stoned i'm just gonna send this to you and uh, we'll see
Let me know if I need to do anything else. I can also take notes. <laughs> if it needs to be longer. Because I think I did cut around 15 minutes because I was like, I don't know how to rip on my own. <laughs> Dying Alone Together is brought to you by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more from Necessary Outlet at www.necessaryoutlet.com or on the Necessary Outlet YouTube page. Do not forget to like and subscribe.